Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here on Saturday, June 26th, to talk about Game 4 of the NBA Western Conference Finals, the Phoenix Suns at the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, been a good series thus far, two games, one in Phoenix, and then the Clippers uh, in a handy win at home last game out. So uh, quick thanks here as we're starting uh, the podcast tonight to our man Brett Trimble, uh, also known as Deffy in our uh, Discord. He stopped by now that he's relocated here in Dallas, set up uh, and corrected some OBS and issues uh, on my computer here so that we get a, a big upgrade in, in hopefully quality sound uh, and quality uh, video as well. So hope everybody enjoys that and I really appreciate uh, him getting that set up for us. So uh, definitely looking forward to it. Now we're, we're coming off a interesting Friday night game where the Milwaukee Bucks uh, handed one to uh, their opponents with uh, some serious intensity. The Hawks did not know what hit them, um, and Milwaukee was definitely serious here, and we'll see if this changes around uh, that series uh, at all now. So, uh, strong win. Good night for Coach Talk in basketball. We did cash in uh, some of our hybrids and also in uh, some of our GPPs. Uh, strong group with Giannis at captain, uh, you know, got some stuff done for us too. So it was, uh, it was a good night and uh, we're looking for even a better uh, day on Saturday. Uh, we've got, uh, if you, if you want to join us for the weekend, this is the perfect time to do it. Yeah, you can go to dfscoachtalk.com. We have as little as a three-day pass that's only $10. You can try us out. A lot of people do on the weekends and really uh, enjoy uh, everything that we bring forward. Uh, we'll have uh, all of our basketball and uh, baseball all weekend, and there's a ton of games. So we're excited. Uh, love to have you join us. All right, let's dive into this Western Conference Finals Game 4 here in L.A. It's a 9 p.m. Eastern game, and uh, let's talk a little bit about this last game and how that unfolded and you know, what went wrong for Phoenix, and maybe we can determine uh, what direction we need to go there as far as rostering this, this go-around. Uh, the, the first issue is uh, Booker and Paul, in Paul's first game back from COVID protocol, uh, they combined to only go 10 for 40, uh, a very uh, unsuccessful 25%, which is not going to get it done uh, you know, in, in a series of this magnitude against the Clippers. Uh, they took the majority of the shots. Uh, Paul was even more aggressive than I had anticipated. Uh, he got 19 shots up and uh, seven threes and uh, didn't shoot the ball that well, but was, you know, very involved in the offense. He did have 12 assists, uh, which was uh, very impressive. Two turnovers, which is unusual. He doesn't usually have any or maybe one, but uh, yeah, he looked like he really uh, just needs to knock down some shots, but his game is there. So 
you know, after those two combining for 40 shots, though, you know, the key factor is looking at where there's any value on the Suns' side. Uh, we know Aiton's played well. Um, it's forced the Clippers to play Zubat's big minutes, uh, which I love. I think this is great. I love to see teams playing with true centers and, you know, playing basketball really the way that I know basketball. You know, you, you've got your positions and you utilize your guys accordingly as opposed to, you know, what we've seen in the past with, with these teams, especially the Clippers, playing, you know, five guards basically almost and having to just go five out, no post. And so I, I like the way that, that uh, both teams are running things in this series. I think it's easier to figure out uh, how things are going to work knowing the positionality of everybody in the rotation. So, you know, Aiton, like I say, is playing well. Nine for 13 from the field. So another uh, almost 70% performance from the field for him. Yes, he only shoots inside, but he's getting those opportunities, finishing at the rim, and they're not always easy. I mean, he goes up and gets very tough alley-oops and, uh, and gets it done uh, at the basket. So I think, you know, certainly in consideration, he had nine rebounds. Uh, you know, hopefully he's usually a double-double, uh, and I would expect that from him. So he is certainly the next option, and then there's quite a drop-off from there. Um, and that's where we have to figure out, are any of these guys worth um, rostering as value plays? Uh, Bridges, we know he gets huge minutes. He actually played a little less than he normally does. 26 minutes this last go around. He did get eight shots up. But the good thing with Bridges is he's going to get you some stocks. He got six rebounds this last game. And I think he generally plays over 30 minutes. It got away from him at the end, and they put some subs in. So he probably lost a good four or five minutes uh, to that. So Bridges, at the price he's at, or, you know, in that low 30s to 30-minute 30 uh, area, I think is well worth, uh, you know, his his uh, price. I think he's a good a good value, and certainly in in consideration for me. Um, you know, the, the, the question is Jay Crowder and Cam Johnson are the next two that we need to discuss here. Crowder's been solid. Uh, he's not going to get a ton of shots up, but he does get you some rebounds, play some D. But, you know, the question is with Cam Johnson on the scene now, and now he's a player. I mean, he played 30 minutes and 26 seconds, uh, got up seven shots. You know, he had some rebounds, some assists. He is a key player in this series now. I think he's he's the new value play. I know he's going to be popular. Everybody's going to be jumping on him. But his price is right. I think they will play him that 25 to 30 minutes again because he gives them that extra offensive punch that they need. So Cam Johnson has surpassed Crowder for me. And I think that uh, he is the key uh, sub here that you want to look at. Now, Cameron Payne got hurt. He only played four minutes. Obviously, with Paul back, it completely diminishes his role, but I expect him still to get 15, 18 minutes. Uh, they say he's going to play. He's probable to play. Um, a bit of a risk at, at uh, the minutes, 
but we know you know we he showed what he could do uh, with with Paul out. I mean, you know, they played they won two games with him running the show. Uh, I think he'll he'll be in the rotation and is you know a punt play for you at a decent price. His price has gone up because of those performances, though. That's the only concern I have is he's not quite the value price that he should be now that he is in that backup role. So I'm not going to go there, but I'm not just crossing him off the list going forward. I do think he'll get uh, some decent minutes in this series. Uh, after that, not going to go as deep as uh, some people have gone with, with Craig and Sarich, and a few people reach for Etwan Moore. Uh, Moore's now really out of the picture with, uh, you know, uh, Paul coming back and Payne being the backup now. So, you know, Craig and Sarich, both, you know, 12, 15 minute kind of players, just don't think they're going to have enough punch in a showdown slate to get it done. You know, if you're building multiple game line, you know, teams playing a, a lineup, you could look at a possible value there, but uh, I'm not going to go there. So for me, you know, the question is either Booker or Paul. I don't want to to put both of them in my lineup at their price. I think uh, Aiton has to be highly considered. And then the, the two value plays of Bridges and Cam Johnson. So it gives you a lot of opportunity here uh, on the Phoenix side. And I think that they will show up and play a much better game than they did uh, in game three. It was just a you know, mail it in kind of game being up 2-0. I think they uh, took the the pedal the foot off the gas pedal a little bit and, and backed up. But I expect a bounce back. I expect a closer game. And I think you'll find some of those key players for the Suns uh, seeing a little bit minute increase from this last game and, uh, you know, doing more of what we expected them to do. All right. A couple of things real quick, and then we'll jump on the Clippers side. I mentioned on the front side, you know, great time to join us, DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, you can join uh, for uh, as little as a $10 three-day pass. We have all different kinds of um, memberships. We also have an exclusive offer through BetUS.com.pa. If you sign up with BetUS and you utilize the password uh, or promo code, I should say, Coach Talk, all one word, no space. You sign up with them for 149. You get to use the whole 149 at BetUS for any bets you have, prop bets. They've got everything you want to play: basketball, baseball, golf, you name it. So uh, what you do then is you let us know. You shoot us a tweet at at DFS Coach Talk, and let us know that you signed up. Uh, we'll confirm it with BetUS, and then you get a free two-month membership with DFS Coach Talk. That's $150 value in itself. You get two free months with Coach Talk. You use a 149 on BetUS. Best of both worlds. Really a great deal. Now you'll see on the scroll below it, it, it says that that, that uh, deal goes until June 1st. We've actually extended that now and it's from it's two months from the day that you sign up. So if you sign up today, the 26th of June, you sign up with BetUS for $149, you are in with us until August 26th of you know two months of free with Coach Talk. So great offer. Uh, 
take advantage of that, uh, make some money both on the BetUS side and with the DFS side. Also, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, this is our big ask every podcast. Please take a second to hit the thumbs up. Smash that subscribe button. Please. We're so close. We're inching close to a huge goal here for us uh, on YouTube for subscribers. And I think we can get there uh, this weekend. I really do. So uh, if you haven't done it already, click that, that thumbs up. Click that subscribe. And, and while you're at it, click the little alert button up in the upper corner. It will let you know when any podcast posts from us here at Coach Talk. And right now we're doing a seven day a week NBA podcast. We have a weekly PGA podcast every Wednesday for the tournament coming up that week. And then once basketball transitions out in the next two or three weeks, we'll begin some MLB podcasts. And then before you know it, we'll be uh, fully into our NFL podcast season uh, in uh, end of August. So a lot going on here. Uh, we really appreciate everybody tuning in and listening. If you're listening to us just audio-wise uh, on any of our podcast uh, sources, which are Podbean, Stitcher, iHeart, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Uh, take a second because we have a drawing that we do for anybody that gives us five stars and a quick comment. Uh, we do a drawing at the end of each month. So we have like five days left. Uh, Joe Stanton will go in there. He'll uh, pull all the five star and comments and with a randomizer, choose someone that will receive a free full week membership, all access pass to DFS Coach Talk. So we'd love for you to have a chance to, to win that. All right. Let's dive into the L.A. Clippers side of the ball here. Um, we know Paul George is the guy. The question is, you know, do we do similar to what we did tonight with, you know, just understanding the fact that Giannis is the best player on the floor, put him in as captain, accept the salary, and, you know, go triple digits in DFS points. You know, I don't think George is as dominant, obviously, but I do think he's the strongest player in this series with Kawhi being out. His usage is through the roof. He's going to get all the big shots. Uh, he's all over the glass, and he delivers the ball. I mean, if you look at this last game, and you know they lost some minutes at the end because they, they pulled away and they, they put the bench in, but he got 43 minutes, took 26 shots, got 11 threes up, Six for seven from the line, 15 rebounds, eight assists. And he's usually going to get you a steal or a block or a couple of them. So you know, I do think he's the strongest player in this game. Uh, with Kawhi out in, it's a different story, but Kawhi is, is going to be out probably for the remainder of the playoffs, I believe. Uh, certainly going to be out for this game today. So uh, Paul George is where I want to start my build. Uh, he's the number one player uh, on my list. And I just think, uh, you know, even if he has an average game, with the amount of usage that he's getting, it's very hard to pass that up. And if the game stays close down the wire, uh, it's even going to be higher for him. So he's, he's where I think you got to start your build and then go from there. Now, I've been on this Zubots train. I know Andrew has too. Uh, you know, we really jumped on him in this series. We felt it would play out differently than the two prior series where they were able to go small and play Batum and center. 
And uh, Zubats has done great. I mean, he got 32 and a half minutes again, uh, eight shots. He's a really solid free throw shooter, nine for 10 from the line. And he grabs 16 rebounds. So you can't look past that. I know he's going to be chalky because his price is, is solid. It's a really good value price. But, you know, he's my first guy in from the value side for the Clippers. I think he's a necessity. I really do. After that, it gets a little bit interesting. Uh, Reggie Jackson's going to be extremely popular. He has been a scoring uh, second fiddle for, for Paul George since Kawhi went down. He's taken a lot of shots. 17, 9 for 17 from the field, 53% is a great game, and he's been doing that quite a bit. Um, the thing is, with, with Reggie, you're not going to get a ton of rebounds and assists. Uh, only one in three in those categories this go-around. Usually a little bit better than that, but uh, you know he's the guy that's the question mark because uh, from a salary standpoint on a showdown slate like this, it, it's very difficult if you're going to go Booker, Aiton, and Paul George, and then Zubats. Those are the key guys I'm looking at, but then filling out the fifth and sixth guy really becomes difficult. And Reggie is priced a little higher, so you have to shuffle the deck a little bit uh, if you're going to go Reggie. Uh, maybe uh, you know change a guy out for a little bit better value. The value guys that we're talking about uh, for the, the Clippers, you've got Terrence Mann, who started and played 32 minutes, only got eight shots up, but we know he's capable. We saw that insane 39-point game he put on uh, the board uh, not that long ago. So Mann is certainly uh, a possibility. And then you've got Patrick Beverly, who stepped now back into a pretty active role. He was... Uh, barely getting in in the early series, but he's been a difference maker. He's an irritant, you know, and he really uh, has gotten under uh, Booker's nerves, especially. I mean, he broke his nose in three places, so that'll tell you right there. But, um, you know, he, he becomes in play just because of the minutes. You know, if he gets 25 to 30 minutes at his price, he's a, he's a steal. He did get to almost 27 minutes this last game, certainly trending up. He also got eight shots up and grabbed six rebounds. So, I mean, he's active and he's gonna he's a risk riskier guy. I think he's a better GPP play, but he certainly has to be uh, in consideration at his, at his value price. Um, really, for me, the only other guy that I would consider Clippers for the Clippers is uh, Morris Sr. He got 24 minutes, but we know he's super active when he gets in there. He did grab five rebounds. Um, you know, I think he's, he's still a good play. Um, the question is on the minutes. You know, with the different rotation that they used, uh, he definitely took a hit in minutes because he was playing uh, mid-30s there a few games. So if he's going to be below 25, it's not as great of a pick at his price but certainly worth considering. Um, there are some people that are going a little deeper. The, the three guys that I've seen rostered quite a bit are Canard, uh, Batum, and Rondo. Um, I'm not comfortable going there on a showdown slate. Uh, again, we know Canard can drop shots and he's gonna get them up. He shot seven of them, uh, but Batum's role has really shrunk 
with the new rotation that they're using. You know, he was down to 14 minutes this last game, and we know, you know, unless he's getting huge minutes, he is a very risky pick. And Rondo's been somewhat phased out uh, with, you know, Patrick Beverly and Reggie handling the point. He only got in for seven minutes, so he's he's off the list as well. So I think, you know, that should give everybody a lot of options here. Uh, certainly more than we've had in some earlier series where the rotations were, were tighter. Uh, you know, it is game four. It's an extremely important game for the Clippers. They don't want to go down 3-1 and go back to Phoenix. So I think they come out with that intensity, but I do think Phoenix will show up and play better. Uh, Paul being out for that stretch of time and then jumping right back into the mix, I think it threw off their timing and just took, I think, that game for them to get settled in. And I think you'll see a better performance from those guys. So uh, we've got some strong uh, payups and we have some good value here. I think that's really the way to go. Um, you know, fading some of those top guys and go with more of a medium build in this type of showdown uh, just is difficult to chase the points, you know, that uh, you, you need from a George or a Booker or a Paul. So, um, you know, I would say the strategy is still pay up, find the value uh, with guys that, that are going to get the minutes. And that really is a big situation right now. You know, if you have a guy that plays 10, 12 minutes, you're in trouble. Uh, even if it's a mediocre guy, <clears throat> you know, decent value price, but you know he's going to get in there 25 to 30 minutes or that's what, you know, you're projecting, then that's where you got to go because, you know, every point counts. You know, we've seen two-tenths, one-tenth of a point be the difference of a takedown or splitting it a second place, you know, with a thousand other people. So uh, every point counts and those minutes on the floor make a difference just for the DFS possibilities. You know, you pass it to somebody and they make a shot, you've got an assist. The ball, it's a long rebound on a three and it comes right to you. I mean, those are just free DFS points and you've got to be on the floor to get them. So, uh, you know, steer away from the risky guys that could go lower minutes that are the flashier names. And for me, I think it's better to go with the more sound guys that you think will be on the floor uh, for more minutes. <clears throat> That's the strategy that I'm going to utilize, and uh, hopefully that helps everybody. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, the podcast today. Uh, I will definitely get this out here early so that everybody has a chance to check it out, and then I'll be back again tomorrow for the single game uh, slate on Sunday. Um, so that is it. Uh, hopefully the new uh put together uh, OBS here with, with our background scroll and an upgraded camera. I hope everybody enjoys that. Let us know what you think, if it sounds better, looks better. Um, you know, it takes a lot to get me looking better, that's, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, any feedback, we'll always answer on YouTube. Uh, you know, happy to, to hear uh, anything, suggestions, questions, anything that, uh, anyone wants to throw out there. So. Appreciate you. Please, again, on the way out, if you haven't hit YouTube thumbs up, subscribe, and, and hit the alert button, uh, that's always a key that uh, we really do appreciate. So thank you very much for listening, spending this time. Let's go take some stuff down here in the NBA. 
finish off uh, this NBA season uh, with some big wins. That's the plan. All right. Thank you. Have a great one. And we'll be back again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.